Hello, and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington. Every week we review a new streaming show or movie. This week we are reviewing the second season of Another Life on Netflix, which I know Jordan... It's a mega popular title. I'm sure everyone knows exactly <laughs> what we're talking about. At least too much fanfare. But I, I would say this is probably the highlight of your year, Jordan. Is that fair? Well. Yeah, I mean, that boils my whole life down to this mediocre sci-fi show. So no, but I, I think that, um, I mean, I definitely look forward to it. I think that longtime listeners of the podcast know that I'm Battlestar Galactica's up there in my like top five shows of all time and this is a sci-fi space set show with katie sackoff and aliens so it pulls in many of the ingredients that made me love battlestar so much which means i get pretty excited about it yeah i think it must also have some other battlestar people in it i can't name any off the top of my head but i'm sure i think it used to were. right like it like i mean Another life is kind oh. of like murdering characters left and right. Like, the, yeah. I mean, no one makes it through. Katie Sackhoff has like the ultimate plot armor, and then anyone else is up for grabs. Essentially, the mother, the mother, her. Oh mother. yeah, the mother. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. one of the Cylons. Yeah. Well, don't, no, no, I mean, no. don't spoil Battlestar Galactica. She might not be actually. Is she? I can't remember. She's Colonel Ty's wife, but yes. I can't remember if she's Cylon or not. Time to, to watch it again. Time for another I mean, I don't, go through. You can't spoil Battlestar Galactica at this point, right? It's been around for 20 years. I, I feel like it's fair game. You don't even, if you haven't seen Battlestar Galactica, you don't even know what I mean. So it's pretty <laughs> irrelevant. You, there's, um, I feel like the cast definitely has a bunch of faces that you will have seen from science fiction TV, like uh, Samuel Anderson, who is who is in a season of Doctor Who, uh, Tyler, well, not in this season, but but Tyler uh, Hoechlin, Hoechlin um, had a pretty prominent role in the first couple episodes of season one, and he was Superman. Um, right, there's probably some other people too, but well, and randomly last season they had Selma Blair, right? Is that who it was? Was it Selma? Blair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I uh, then not in this season, which I'm not surprised by, but um, yeah, that's not a sci-fi actress. That was just like, hey. This might actually be a show. I'm going to be in it. Right. Although she right. she was great in the Hellboy movies, which are not science yes. fiction, but science fiction adjacent. Uh, so, Jordan, do you want to take a stab at just explaining the premise of the show? I'll take a stab, but I mean, literally so much happens. I don't even think the writers of the show could tell you what happens in the show. But um, the general premise is that you've got your main character, Katie Sackhoff, who plays uh, Commander Nico Breckenridge. And her husband, Eric, Eric is a scientist down on Earth, and Nico is an astronaut. And a uh, alien structure appears on planet Earth in season one, and Eric is tasked with dealing with the structure on Earth. Nico is tasked with going to space to figure out who sent it and what the deal is with it. Is it dangerous? Is it friendly? What is it? And the show follows both of their journeys, probably more Nico's um, as she leaps through deep space to try to go and figure out, you know, what's going on with this other life. Another life. 
and other life. It's it's a weird title for it's a very a weird title space set science. Like it makes me think of that it's going to be more like a sliding doors kind of show, not a space opera. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I I thought I was just thinking about the title before we got on. Actually, and I was like. This is a bad title for Especially this show. But it's memorable, though. It I mean, down, it should be like yeah. all the other lives. Like. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's a ruthless show in no. terms of um, people getting killed off? Or is it just that people are kind of hitting the point where they're like, you know what? I don't really need to show up no, for a full season I don't think of it's this. Ruthless. It's cool. I think Ruthless I th- it's gives more it that. too much credit because yeah. Ruthless makes me think of Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, right? Where you have characters that you've developed exactly. and loved and you've seen every dimension of that then get killed off and you feel something. I would say that this show, its goal in terms of its audience is to make you insatiable because you can't even follow along with everything that's happening. So killing people off and adding new people is just part of the formula involved in like, can't stop, won't stop. We're going to keep moving so fast that you literally can't keep up. You just got to keep watching. You just got to keep watching. Cause like, I mean, there's a billion things happening. So killing people off is not ruthless. It's just like a mechanism of that pace. Well, I also feel like there's an element of like, there it's like literally, like just to peel back the the movie magic. It's it's literally just like tons of these actors were like, oh, I took another gig. Like I didn't, I didn't really think this was gonna get picked up again or whatever. And then they're just like, oh, no worries, we'll just like write you out. Or if you can pop in for a day and then like shoot this one scene and then we'll take care of it. And then like we'll drop in somebody else who was free, um, who happened to be around. <laughs> to be around you got like the boom guy you're like can you just hop in real quick we're gonna pull you out of soma because i i will say that i mean in first of all my my admission is that i only watched the first few episodes of of season one and did not never prioritize catching up and then just watch the first few episodes of season two so hey I'm, i'm gonna mostly just be facilitating the conversation here but also like i was not you know, the ideal viewer. That said, the season two premiere, I definitely had this feeling of, oh, here's the set of characters that we care about, which I'm desperately trying to remember who they are. And then suddenly, a couple of other characters pop in and are like, hey, we're here too. Boom, they were immediately killed off in a way that felt like, oh, they had one day of shooting so that they showed up so that they could be killed Yeah, that's off. a fair thing. Yeah, that's a fair way yeah. to put it. That, yeah. Definitely. Um. To be clear, too, just for yeah, I didn't feel much either. (laughs) Just for transparency's sake, um, I have seven minutes and one episode left in this season. So, oh no, Uh I don't. I did my very best. I mean, I'm sure I missed like forty five points in things that happened because that's how the show goes. I was texting (laughs) Daryl as I was watching the first episode, and he was way past me, and he was like, "I don't even remember that happened." So, that's kind of how the show goes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so much goes on that it's easy to be like, like if you, people describe to you the first part, like the first season, I I don't remember at all, right? Like I'm sure stuff happened in that, but it's interesting the memories that I've anchored into in the first season. Like I distinctly remember them all getting high and having a party, but like that has to oh, be like okay. I I now remember that now that you bring it up. That happened. But... 
the entire season one. And there were like really critical things that they were like previously on another life. And I was like, I don't remember that at all. Like they didn't even show the, the drug party. Yeah. No, they didn't. And then, and then they do make, there's like whole p- plot lines that, that they're like, Oh yeah. Like, I mean, it seemed like a big deal in season one and like, it's, it's fine, whatever. It's not really. And one of those is like hilariously, like their daughter. Like, it's like, okay. I mean, <laughs> She's into this, but she doesn't really matter that much. So it's very, it's oh. it's really funny. It's like they were just. It's like they were doing like some kind of weird um, writers' room class or something. Like <laughs> like the interns sci-fi. in there, and they were like, "You guys yeah. write your best sci-fi show. We're just gonna go. No ideas are bad ideas. Like keep going. No, yeah, we'll just shoot it all. And like and and like you get a you get a couple days, and then we'll move on, and the next group will come in and. We'll kind of tell them where you left off, but it's going to be like that game you play where you just like pass the the mic or the notepad to the, the next story. person. Yeah, like each they, person yeah, does a line. Like... <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Let, let's, by the way, stipulate that certainly anything in season one, which may or may not come up that much, since it sounds like none of us remembers it that well, but that is all fair game. If, if like I, I feel like that's not spoiling it at this point. And, yeah. and probably to talk about season one at least in broad terms is necessary even to talk about the plot of season two at all um but i you know when you talk about sort of the kind of who who wrote this kind of element of it the the moment i felt that um there was a scene involving two different ais and they start talking about asimov's laws of robotics (laughs) and i'm like oh i love asimov's laws of robotics um but instead of talking about all three of them, they talked about one law, and then they didn't quote it. They paraphrased it in this way that made me think, oh, they realize it's copyrighted, and so they can't quote it exactly. And it was just the most random and arbitrary thing that they just never came up again. And I was like, why did you do this? Why didn't somebody just rewrite this to be something that didn't, that wasn't designed to like feel confusing to anyone who hasn't read Asimov? And infuriates anyone who has read Asimov and they're like, wait, that's not it. What are you talking about? Well, I think the goal was to be like, oh, humans have gotten to the point where they're creating all kinds of AI, like very, very, very sophisticated AI, but they're not that worried about it. Like if you were in 2021 and I was to tell you like, oh, when you get in your car, like there will be like a hologram of a human with full range, full spectrum of emotion that you're going to like co-pilot this car with. You'd be like, uh, that sounds fucking terrifying. Like, people are afraid mm. of Teslas at this point. So I think they were trying to say, like, humans aren't afraid of their own AI, but maybe... Right. It was it was a really AI. cheap kind of, like, yeah, way to talk about, like, oh, this thing is a threat, this thing isn't. But then also, it doesn't really matter because... It, and, and I think it was kind of, like... I think it was another thing where the writers were targeting themselves of like okay like let's think about a general audience that maybe has heard of this thing in passing and is like vaguely aware that someone named asimov exists and that there's like famously like asimov's laws of robotics but doesn't know much beyond that except maybe like oh like they're important because they mean people robots can't hurt people or whatever and like 
and that's all they needed right or like that's all they wanted to convey and they, it almost, they themselves didn't have it it almost felt like exactly what we're talking about where you bring like a class of like aspiring writers in and they were like trying to impress one another they're like, oh i am a good sci-fi writer because i know about these laws do you guys know about these laws <laughs> like they're pretty lawy you know but when we can like subvert them because we're smart and it, i mean it's, it's like such a not important scene except that for me it you know when i'm like still trying to just get caught up with this show again and figure out whether i trust the writers and think that they're good writers it just immediately made me think okay this is not a well-written show yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no real bad and like it it shows itself in myriad ways like i actually think that's a relatively nuanced way to find out that they're not good writers i mean for one, very regularly, like, for example, someone would be like, hey, you can't leave Javier and Yara in the same room together alone. And then the camera cuts over and he's like, yeah, sure. I'm never going to leave them alone. I'm going to go do that right now. And then the camera cuts over and they're just like left alone entirely. And it's like, well, what what was the point of saying that if no one was going to do anything about it? And not in like a smart right. way, not in like a, you know, oh like he's breaking the rules intentionally and this is become going to become a plot point it's just like oh someone whoever wrote the next scene totally forgot about whoever wrote the, the <laughs> scene before like it was just like irrelevant yeah. i'm moving on that said it's a fantastic show yeah t- tell me more about why it's fantastic yeah okay well like maybe just to like brush up on season one so that we get into the mindset of season two from what i can recall they go into deep space and they learn that the the aliens that have come and put they're calling it an artifact this big structure on earth are called the akaya and they visit other planets that the akaya have visited and see that it's like essentially wiped out uh the populations and they seem to be somewhat parasitic like very you know highly intelligent but parasitic and um And so they're trying their best to, after having discovered this and kind of interfacing briefly with the Akaya, they want to go back to Earth and warn people. Um, So that's kind of where we leave off on season two. And meanwhile, the Akaya have been like kind of making nice on Earth and doing some some nice things and showing, giving favors, etc. to the folks on Earth to kind of warm them up. in terms of what makes the show fantastic, I mean, I would say that the pace is both a huge flaw and like it's saving grace because you can watch 35 minutes of this show and be <laughs> and have gone through like 25 different things. I'm not even like I'm not being hyperbolic at all that 20 things happen per episode and there are 10 episodes. So there's like 200 twists throughout the show. Um that can be bad because you don't really feel attached to any one storyline or any one big informational line or um, any one character really other than I think Nico uh, and maybe William. But it also keeps things going because otherwise if we get like bogged down in it, it starts to become super stupid. I mean, it already is stupid, Mm. but the pace like lets you forget. Like, oh, that was so stupid. Why did they do that? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, well, we're right. on to something new, or so I don't even have to worry think about, about it. A whole yeah. New yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't get like buried <laughs> down in a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, I don't know. For me, it was like, um, it was like 
kind of junk foody, I guess. Like, yeah, like I was like, yeah, like you know, this is this is fine to pass the time. But also, there are there were huge chunks where I just was not really paying attention at all. And there's definitely, it's definitely something where, especially, I think the first season was actually like much more compelling and then second season for me was like it really it really kind of lost its way in that it ever had a way to begin with yeah i think they just like openly decided to be like we probably don't have another season like let's just bang it out like everything that we want to happen let's just make it happen no restraint does it um with it without getting into the spoilers like does it feel like after season two they've kind of wrapped things up or is there more story did you see the end daryl i don't know i still have seven minutes plus one episode left no like it feels like they were like okay like you know see y'all later we all had a good time here (laughs) so long (laughs) in my head i had assumed it was canceled but then i'm reading i couldn't find anything saying definitively it's canceled it's just been sort of a two-year wait for the second season i think partly because they were mid-production when when covid happened so theoretically right. there could be a third season i don't think it's been yeah, taken I, off the table i just don't yeah. expect it to be greenlit either like I, yeah. I think in theory there could be and yeah it hasn't officially been canceled yet but i would be very surprised if they were like okay let's do more of this it's tough for a show like this too i mean to like give them a little bit of credit to like not know because like to make the best season possible you would want to leave in a cliffhanger but if you're not coming back then that's really hateful to the audience that is caring about it and so it's hard to know where to leave things off and endings are hard anyway for writers so Mm -hmm. makes it triple hard yeah i feel like i mean the ideal version to approach this um that I, you know, th- I'm about to cite somebody who is, by all accounts, a very bad person. But I did like his uh-huh. policy on TV shows, which was um, Joss Whedon when he made Buffy the Vampire Slayer was always like, okay, like I'm gonna make every season finale as if it could be the right. the, the series finale because I genuinely don't know. Um, and then you know, we'll there'll be threads that we can pick up if we need to do an- if we get to do another season. But if the show ends it won't be like this incredibly painful moment for viewers. Yeah. Yeah. I think they kind of, I mean, yeah, I think, I think they did that here, but I think it was more like, it felt more like Netflix just came and was like, look, this is probably the end. So just, just wrap it up. Right. And then they did that. (laughs) Well, and it's also like a finite story in a sense. I wonder, I mean, would it be, I, it's a funny it, story, though. Like, I, if someone told me, like, "Oh, they had a, they had plotted this out from day one," I would be very, very surprised. But yeah, it's a f- yeah. But I mean, like it, those space things. I mean, Battlestar is technically a finite story, and they milk no seven because seasons it's our out past, it. and then it just continues on until <sighs> now. That's the spoiler right there. Way to go. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the ultimate spoiler of Battlestar. Um, thematically, let's talk about, right before we get into spoilers, some things that mm-hmm. stood out to me. One thing that okay. bothered me a little bit was, um, I mean, there are like a, we could poke holes in plot lines all day long, but, I, but in terms of... I do of like, like doing that. Yeah, we can, keep, we can go on and on. But uh, I was a little bit bothered 
by the romance between um, Z and what's his name? Daryl. Uh, the guy with the long hair. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Bernie? Bernie, that's right. Bernie. Yeah, did you feel that way? I felt like they were like, I mean, one, it like kind of bothers me that you have, that they got so intense so quickly. Although I guess like space is a good setting to get intense space about to do your, that. Yeah, your relationship quickly. But also like there are a million, like everyone on the ship is super duper attractive and like no disrespect to Bernie the actor, but like you have all these really, really attractive people. And then you have your genderqueer person who's like, the one I'm going to date is the least attractive person on the Right. That kind of bothers you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they're like, oh, all the attractive people are going to be in like super heterosexual, like cisgendered relationships. And then. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, I think they would be very surprised. Like, I think the the team the creative team would be very surprised to hear that reaction but also maybe like oh i guess we did do that like to me that would be like something that they did kind of like without realizing that they had done that thing because to me the whole vibe of this show is like and i think the one thing they got right or at least did better than any other show you watched and sci-fi is generally better for this but like this show in particular is they tried to be very uh progressive right like they were like okay and then we have like the amputee in the show and he's like a main character and then like like they were like they went out of their way to be like yeah, let's no. try to represent and maybe i'm like pushing the envelope a little too far right because like there's obviously there's like progress being displayed in this show right because there are it's a pretty diverse cast and there's you know a lot of representation going on and so and i'm like still not enough right but like that's not you know i think it's great the representation within the cast and and what's going on on that front it just like you know it was just something i noticed and i was i I was feeling a certain way about their relationship and i couldn't put my finger on it or i was like why does this why is this bothersome to me and then i like kind of like realized like oh look around like you have all of these like straight beautiful people who are like flirting and whatever and then you have you have Zane, you know, like kind of the the gender queer person on the on the show, being in love with like the dude who's like, <laughs> I'm afraid of bugs, you know, like. <laughs> I, I mean, I think part of you know where that gets thorny, right, is that the 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 you know maybe the creators would argue, oh well, we don't think of him as being less attractive, unattractive, yeah, he's yeah, totally, and and totally, you know, schlubbier by our standards that he's just not as conventionally attractive. But I do think that there is also, you know, often that character in the science fiction show who kind of has this look, is kind of the smart Alec, and um, there is yeah, there's something a little bit un- uncomfortable that that you know that the at least I, I I recognize what you're talking about. That I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I kind of didn't see it that way, but that makes sense. There are flaws mm-hmm. in in what I'm saying for sure. I just you know I the same could be said right for for him, but um, it was just something I noticed. And then I also feel like I mean we talked a little bit about this pace, but there's one plot hole. Well, maybe we should wait for spoilers before I get mm. into that. Did you have any other high level thoughts, Daryl? No, I mean, yeah, I, I think that 
like since we're not in the spoil, I think if anybody is like evaluating this, like unless you just like really really love popcorn sci-fi, like give, give it a pass, right? Which I say sadly oh, I because I <laughs> I like everyone. I want the people. I want success for the people involved, but I also <laughs> don't think people should waste their time on the show. I, I mean, we were also talking, texting about this in the context of, for me at least, like it's sort of getting jumbled up in my head with these other Netflix space shows, Lost in Space and Away. I mean, I think Away in particular. There's a lot of early character and plot points which are pretty similar like revolving around this woman commander and questions about whether she's right for the role um and i guess if we think of that as sort of like a cluster of shows where do we think another life falls in that group i mean i think um away is like the wanted to be premium wanted to be prestige television like i don't think it necessarily met the bar but that was what the goal Mm -hmm. was and that's you know the cast was built around that and the way that was written and the way it was shot all of that stuff and then i think um what was the lost in space is like the family friendly version of your sci-fi show right like i think everyone can kind of sit around the couch and watch that all together and it's you know pg-13 at best and then Mm -hmm. Another life is like in between those where it's like not even remotely trying to be prestige television. It's also not trying to be like kid friendly. It's kind of just like off the rails. It's like the showtime, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. budget show. Um, yeah. It reminds me of a lot of like, and I'm hesitant to say this because I haven't watched them and I feel like fans will come after me, but like, british or whatever sci-fi shows that like like red dwarf or what like like those weird there's all these ones that were like kind of goofy and like low budget in the special effects but like people went and watched them and enjoyed them because they were kind of like exaggerated cartoony things and they were they were like they were like less self-serious star trek i guess or whatever but um it kind of fits in that mode for me. Yeah, I think like if if away is the crown, then another life is Bridgerton, kind of, <laughs> right? Like Bridgerton's way better. Than I don't. I don't life. think Bridgerton's all that better. I mean, Bridgerton is literally just doing the same thing that another life is doing, just with more sex. Like, but more successfully. <laughs> Bridgerton is the. Um, it also is the the show that burns through plot like crazy, where you're just like, wait, we're getting what? to this in episode four. What is the rest yeah. of this season even about? Totally. But uh, yeah, I I would say that that I mean I like I think Bridgerton is better than The Crown, and I also think Bridgerton. Is better Ew. Than another life. You think Bridgerton's yes. better than The Crown? Oh, oh I think sure. so. Hundred percent. Sure. Oh my god, you guys are lost. You are lost in space. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's move into spoilers. So if you have not seen uh, season two of Another Life and you don't want to be spoiled, you should stop listening now. Um, All right, I I hand it over to you. What do you guys want to talk about? 
Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, so um, much. <laughs> but, well, first let's talk about, because um, you texted me about it, and I think it's 100% true and should be talked about up front, is how bad that actor playing Eric is. Oh He's, my God. Sucks. Horrendous. And like... <laughs> Nico's husband. Nico's husband. Yes. And he's been Justin in a Chatwin. bunch of stuff. Yeah, like yeah, he's Justin like around. I don't think he's a bad actor across the board. I think he's a terrible sci-fi actor because it takes a special, I mean, like say what you will. I'll never change my mind, but I think Katie Sackhoff is a gem and a treasure because yeah. she is both a she good knows what a, she's doing. She's a good enough actor to deal with stuff like the FTL rings are damaged, right? And yeah, we yeah, don't, yeah. we're not like, you sound like a bozo, right? Like, I believe her and I'm like in it and I'm worried about the FTL rings. When they give Justin Chatwin lines that have anything to do with anything sci fi, spacey, sciencey, and he's supposed to also bring emotion to that as well, it's like he can't do both at the same time. He's either got to yeah. talk like pure science or he's got to be an actor, but he cannot be an actor talking about science at all. And it's either just fully overblown or it's not enough or it's, I mean, just, I don't buy a word out of his mouth. No. And he's, so he's like, I think he's like let loose a bit in this one too. Like he's having, he's trying to have more fun with it from like a personal perspective, not from a, like my performance is fun, but from like, I'm an actor and this is over and I'm I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. I'm winging it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But he, he sucks and also <laughs> this is like tara would walk in she wasn't she started watching this season with me because she watched the whole first season and then she was like i don't need to fucking watch this anymore you're you're on your own you can finish this up but she constantly was like why is this guy a famous person he sucks <laughs> He's not attractive. It was like, and I was like, oh man, like this is brutal. But no, she was really going agree. for it, but she's fully true. Yeah, yeah she's right. He yeah. also has the thing of somebody who has this very boyish look, and now he's like sliding into into middle age. And so That's right. Sort of like a. He's the cheap Milo Ventimiglia. Right, right. But on on Shameless, I remember he was like. Oh, it's the hot guy in like the first season or couple seasons right. or whatever, right? And he had like a sweet body and all this stuff. But yeah, Anthony's exactly right. It's a like, sweet oh man, body. you look like a boy still, but now you look like a 45 year old kind of tired boy in a way that is like, oh, this is horrible to put on the podcast, but I want to include it because. <laughs> no, include it. I He's terrible. No, I I don't even care about what Justin looks like. I just Another think... Battlestar Galactica person. Remember? Wait, it was Rekha who? Sharma. She's who? Uh, so the one who created the AI. Oh, yeah. yeah Wait, I don't remember what she was in in Battlestar. Who was she? She was a Cylon, I believe. But she she ended up being one of the Cylons, I'm pretty sure. Anyways. I do she not was like recall. an assistant in a political role or something. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it now. I remember. Um, yeah, I, that, that character, Ursula, was pretty annoying to me, the one who mm. develops the, the AIs. Um, I, I would be annoyed if I paid people... any attention at all. Like, uh, that was one of the people where I was like, oh, okay, they've added another person. And most she of the seems people... to be important plot-wise, but like, why? She brought her in so late. I don't want to think about this. I mean, most of what's happening on Earth is annoying. Like, there are a few things when we're talking about, like, p- 
really glaring plot issues there's a lot of small things right where they're like this should never happen and then like they cut and like two people are like i didn't even care about what that happened we're gonna make yeah, that happen yeah. right where there's just like constant contradictions in what people are saying versus what they're doing and not again not in a clever way where it's like oh i'm purposefully disregarding that um it just feels careless but then there's big stuff like there's a dude on earth who's like second in command at homeland security or like the top dog at homeland security and he goes into the artifact gets an implant put in his head and is just left in his role right like yeah no control oh this is good this worked good this is a really great movement in the in the in the dealing with an alien life form is now that it's one of our top people and that was super bothersome to me like they bring back the crew of the the salvare and they're like you guys are probably criminals even though you have more information than anyone but this dude who's literally being controlled by the aliens is the one we trust like it just doesn't make any sense like right it, it would never ever be that way right there's another big plot hole with it the um the akaya give the humans this little ball that is um a gift to show like what they're, they're essentially brokering a deal the akaya say we'll heal your planet if you promise never to leave your solar system like stop exploring deep yep. space um presumably because that's what the akaya do they like roam deep space and take other planets what for all their want. yeah for all their resources and they're like if you guys just stay at home, we'll fix your planet and leave you alone, which who knows, they'll probably not leave them alone. Um, but they give them this little ball that's supposed to like heal damaged ecosystems. And, <laughs> and the group like, you know, they weigh the merits and the demerits of what would happen if they dropped this ball. Could it be the apocalypse? Could it like explode the earth? Could it be exactly what they said it would be? And then Eric, genius Eric is like, we're 2.7 kilometers from where we dropped the ball, so we should be totally fine. And I'm like, you know, what What do you mean we should be totally fine? Like, what do you know about, like, why would you, 2.7 kilometers? It's like, you can see it. It's like 400 feet away. Like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. just stupidity across the board. There was another one that really bothered me. Oh, so, <laughs> and this is where the show gets really wild. They're Katie Sackhoff and one other guy, Richard, from the Salvare crew stay behind and they send the rest of the crew through a wormhole to get back to Earth quickly. Right. But there's not enough room for all of them. So, you know, they stay behind and they're essentially stranded in space and they're hoping that they'll come back and rescue them. But at a certain point, they decide like, oh, no, like they're not going to come back and rescue us. We need to figure out a way to like propel not in time too, right? Because they have like a time the, limit. I forget why. The oxygen. They're they have just the oxygen renewal part of the ship left, so they only have what's left on the ship, and um, so they again like it's funny when they bring in like actual science. So they create like a light sail essentially, right? Like with lasers, and are trying to propel this massive <laughs> ship <laughs> toward. <laughs> a planet that they had sent like colony pods down to earlier and uh they come across another 
alien life form, the Dakuna. And oh, right, yeah. they capture them and it's like bizarro. Like they're doing all kinds of experiments on them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they blah. just like run them through these like... They just like rip them open and then like put them back together and then put them in this like heel gel and then like try again. It's a very generic like alien abduction type thing. But yeah, they're like out of nowhere. They're like, oh yeah, these aliens too. After they had also previously introduced like lizard aliens brief briefly for like, oh yeah, there's lizard aliens. Oh, they're sentient by the way. And then like. Okay, now on to the next thing. Oh, yeah, right. And then also there's these aliens, and they're smart, and they, like, abduct people. And, like, there's only one of them per ship for some reason, and they look like space guys. They look like they're made out of space. They do look like they're made out of space. (laughs) 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 This was part that confused me, but I want to get back to my question because I want to finish my point. The Somehow, after, like, being sent through a maze... Well, the Takuna's plan was like, because they're damaged by cold, they were like, we're going to send one of our captives down to go and retrieve this like power core where she will doubtlessly run into one of her own species, which she did, and Mm -hmm. be given lots of information and also be able to fully explore a downed ship and essentially get all the intel that she would need to come and like mutiny me. So yeah. just doesn't make any sense for a for a, a species that is like, oh, we wage war and capture people and do experiments on them to be like, oh, yeah, go free. Like you won the maze. Go free and go explore one of my ships. You know, like yeah, this the, doesn't make any like, sense. They were using her. It was very contorted in terms of how they got to that point because they were like, all right. So like the aliens need you to get this power core because it. It can't go because it's a cold planet, and these aliens and they have no technology. They have technology to heal your wounds, but they don't have technology to keep them warm. Like they don't have something to keep them warm on this cold planet. Like just makes no sense. And they have technology that turns other people into them, which they also don't really get into much at at all. all. It might be their method of reproduction, which would be pretty interesting. But as it is, you're just kind of like, wait, why do they? do this this yeah way. for what like, like <laughs> especially if they're competing with one another like part of the plot is that they kill one another for their power cores like why would you create more like yeah 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 doesn't make any sense and then None what of it makes any what sense. super doesn't make sense so she is able to <laughs> she just like finds a key to the thing that's on her armband she like figures out how to use all the buttons on the ship she like steals a hand because it's like a bio key in order to turn a ship on gets everything she possibly could need on this ship comes back defeats the the kuna and then (laughs) then she looks around and she's like oh i totally know how to drive this ship it's like the easiest ui in history like the Dakuna people were like, we're creating a universal AI. So if any species ever takes over our ship, all they have to do is push the button of where they want to go and we'll just go there. Like, it doesn't make any sense that she'd be able to, like, fully fly a ship created by another species. But, of course, that's what is allowed. Mm-hmm. But, wait, Daryl, what confused me was when she was down on the planet talking to the to what's her face right the colony girl who was turning into a dakuna right they essentially were like 
no, it's another kind of alien, right? So, like, the planet that they went down to for the colony had intelligent life forms on it. Had there's there's lizard guys on it. The lizard dudes. And then the Dakuna is another type of alien that came and attacked. Is that what I'm... Is that what right. I was supposed to understand what happened? Okay. Because I was but confused. The, it, it's also not... They really skip over that because they make a really big deal about this person they wake from sleep who um, helps them... There's a whole subplot about like we're gonna we're we're gonna establish a colony on this planet and it's gonna be our permanent home away from Earth and then they like figure out oh these things that we thought were like apex predators land predators are actually intelligent and therefore we can't do it because one of the rules is basically like you can't like take the over prime directive like a- from Star Trek or something but yeah like they can't like occupied an already occupied yeah. place which yeah. like and is then, a stupid rule because any planet that has all the ingredients for life will eventually have like based on evolution will eventually evolve to intelligent life so like well especially in this world where that's where it's becoming increasingly obvious that there's lots of life because last time they found the bat guys and like yeah they you know, know they know that, that there's, there's all gonna kinds be of life going if there's on. if life is supported there's gonna be life there's gonna be intelligent life if not now then in the future right so like yeah i don't know it just seemed stupid and then what was even more stupid was like they're in this situation where the colony girl they decide okay we're not gonna go make the the colony because there's intelligent life on this planet the colony girl like mutinies and like holds a gun to nico and to Cass. Yeah. And Nico's like, okay, if you're going to hold a gun to us, like, I'm kind of in a rush on oh, this other thing. It. Just yeah, do it. I got it. stuff going on. <laughs> Never mind. Like, I'm pretty sure she murdered someone in the first season for mutiny. And then in this one, she's like, whatever. No big deal. Go do what you yeah. want. Like, I could totally be controlled by this. Which just doesn't make sense for her character. It doesn't make sense for anything. No, but... this is where i'm like i feel like something happened where they were just like like they fired their entire writing staff and they brought new ways back because they did that whole thing and then you thought like oh cool like maybe this will be important later and they'll talk about these colony and they'll come back and like things will have changed and they'll be like living with the other people or at war with them or something but then instead they just came and brought a she whole different alien like, in. Oh, I'm on this cold planet now, and I'm half alien. And yeah, they killed everybody else at the colony. Don't worry about it. Like that's it, over. It, it seemed very strange. It yeah, seemed like they built it for like five episodes just to be like, those aliens were irrelevant. We're irrelevant. Yeah. This other alien is somehow relevant for one episode. Like, care but about I think that maybe now. they were. This was like them, um, like compacting multiple seasonal arcs into one thing like i think maybe they got the word like halfway through or when production shut down for covid and they were just realized like oh this probably isn't going to go much longer than this so let's like get all of our ideas out now and then just wrap it up yeah part of me wants to know how it ended daryl and then the other part of me wants to like finish it and i can't decide where i'm at on that spectrum well, I mean, I can barely remember, so no. I don't... Well, then that kind of solves it. Maybe I'll just watch it. Were, were you yeah. satisfied with the ending? I mean, 
Sure. <laughs> in that it was concluded. <laughs> I think the biggest like, mistake you can make in this show is thinking anything matters. Being like, oh, yeah, that's an important bit. I should pay attention yeah. to that. You shouldn't. Like I felt, I felt, yeah, I felt like, okay, well, that's like I never have to think about that again because they, they closed everything off to my satisfaction, and there's not really anything in there that's like I wonder if, like, it, you know. Mm, so in that sense, it was satisfying, but yeah. And if out of the blue Netflix surprised you and said, "Hey, season, season three, three of Another Life is coming," <laughs> would you be? They still could go that? places. It would just become something totally different, which again is not really out of character for them, right? Like they left it. They left enough that you, they could just be like, "Sure, right, we'll make." This could become a show now, I guess, and it's just a very different show than what it was before. Right? Which it does every episode, so like no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have any final thoughts on the second season of Another Life? I think I got everything out. I mean. Yeah, I mean. I think you should watch, watch it. it. It's it's wildly uneven. That's like kind of the fun of it is that I think that's the most fun part about it is from a very like awareness of this thing as a as a piece of artificial media that you're like uh, thinking about everything that went into it as opposed to the thing itself right yeah because it's yeah. you're like how did that happen how did you guys all get away yeah. with doing that but so if you really care like if you're a huge fan of the martian because it's all pretty scientifically sound and that's like what draws you to sci-fi stuff you're not gonna that's like not this. this one if yeah. you're into really great acting you're probably not going to be into this nope, not for you <laughs> not this one either but if you just want to like sit and go for a ride without needing to know why anything happened the way that it did and you can feel comfortable being like oh that makes no sense or are indeed like intrigued by the fact that it makes no sense then this is absolutely the show for you like go spend 15 hours and enjoy yeah all right, on that note, if you have watched Another Life and you have thoughts on the show, thoughts on our review, you can email us, info at originalcontentpodcast.com. That's info at originalcontentpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Original Content, and we always appreciate it when you subscribe and leave us a positive review in Apple Podcasts or the podcast app of your choosing. Daryl and Jordan, I will talk to you soon. Later. Bye-bye. Thank you.